Hi, I'm Alex. And I'm Cassie. And we are The, the Thrifty, Thrifty Couple. Couple. From thethriftycouple.com. And we are the authors of the new book, The 2% Rule to Get Debt-Free Fast and the Company Workbook. And you can find the book on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, wherever books are sold. And you can find the workbook on Amazon and directly on our website at thethriftycouple.com. So if you're listening to this podcast in your car, you can't see us, but how about you hear what's going on here at as we record this? Woo! That's right. So you already downloaded this episode, so you already know what the episode is about, but it's about saving money for, for Christmas. Christmas. Yes. We love to talk about Christmas because it's one of our favorite seasons, one of our favorite times. But unfortunately, for so many, it can get you in a lot of financial heartache and a lot of financial troubles. And early on in our marriage, it was a big contributor to our 108K of consumer debt. I specifically remember we grew up in Idaho, and I specifically remember one Christmas, a small town in Idaho. So one Christmas, I think it was our second Christmas being married we decided to take a weekend trip to the big city <laughs> and do our shopping in the big city, the posh big city mall that year for everybody. So we stayed downtown. It was a very expensive Christmas. We put it all on credit. We didn't spare any expenses? No, we didn't. <laughs> we ate out nicely, bought nice gifts for everybody, you know, not really considering the cost of the gifts or the deals, just having a good time spending money for Christmas. Um, and so that was where our beginning was. And then as you know, our story, if you, especially if you listen to the first three, uh, podcasts, we paid off that 108k of debt, most all of it being with our 2% rule. And we paid it off very quickly. But once we started paying off our debt, we had children. And our mm. first Christmas paying off our debt, we had two kids. Um, and, uh, so we had two kids and people are probably like, how did they do that? Because they had one, which is what got, which is what their motivation was for trying to get out of debt. And it's because the second one was born in January. So right after Christmas, the second one was born in December, right before Christmas. That's right. So that first Christmas with kids, we had two kids um, and we had nothing. Um, I mean, we were digging out of 108 K of debt that we could not pay. Um, and so we had nothing. And so we had to get very creative. That was, what, 14 Christmases ago? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's, been a while. it's been a while. Yeah. So those first few, we were digging our way out of debt and did things as frugally as possible. And then from then on out, we continued to, to follow those rules, even without, without money worries, but still being very smart with how we spent for Christmas. And so that's what we want to talk about today. Um, first off, I wanted to see if any of you can maybe relate to this, and that is... Um, some statistics about Christmas and debt. Um, one, it's one of the highest times that people get those store credit cards. And it's a really, really bad idea. I'm not going to go into the details here because we've talked about credit cards in some episodes and we'll talk about them in the future. But the average American household goes $900 in debt. Um, of that $900, if you do the math on that $900, it takes the average consumer, um, if they were to make the minimum payments, eight years to pay it off. And only 74% of people pay it off before the next Christmas. So that means that there's 26% of people out there that are paying for last year's Christmas, the Christmas before that, the Christmas before that, and so on. Well, it's so hard because we all know that we have our loved ones. And yeah. we want 
Christmas to be so special. Great. And so we really want to try to do our very best. We want to try to get our very best. And it's just so hard because we have those emotional heartstrings that pull at us that we mm-hmm. just really want to go all out for Christmas. Right. You know, I remember a story that my mom uh, shared. She used to work at a bookstore many years ago. And she was she shared a story about a guy that came in and it was right before Christmas time. Uh, he put down a huge pile of books and uh, he took out that she said, here's how much it is. He took out the first card. She scanned it and swiped it. It didn't it didn't go. Uh, it was declined. So we pulled out a second card and it was declined. It went to the fourth or fifth card before he finally wow. found one to be able to be able to check out and get all the Christmas presents. Yeah. And it's just so hard because, you know, again, we have those emotional ties and that love. And but but that's a huge problem, too. Right. Yeah. Well, you can't you're not going to be a popular person if you cut out Christmas. <laughs> no. And it comes every year for mo- for most people. And if you cut it out, it's just not an option. No. And so and unfortunately, there's just far too many that are not planned or just do not have the budget available. And so um, then they have to go into debt to pay for Christmas. And then they get stuck in that cycle of continually having to go into debt because they're not planning and still paying last year's Christmas, you know, all of those kinds of things. And it's hard to justify paying for or saving for the next Christmas, rather, when you're still paying for the last Christmas. It is. So, so we have yeah. a lot of ground to cover. We do. And not much time. So let's go <laughs> ahead do. and get started then. Okay, perfect. So we want to break, basically break this podcast up into two parts. Yes. And the first part is, what can you do to afford Christmas now? When you are on a tight budget, when you're trying to meet financial goals, when you're trying to get out of debt. And the next few weeks, how can you pull off Christmas and not go into further debt? That's the first part. The second part is how to plan for the future. That's right. Yes. Okay. All right. So when it comes to Christmas... Um, there's obviously going to be a few aspects of it. What are some of the things that you end up buying for Christmas? Like what that you have to think about money wise, some of the categories? Well, obviously you have your gifts, right? right? Yes. Then you have decorations, you have events that you have to go to, you know, there's the, you know, the Christmas tree festival that you want to go to, but every one of those, they cost money. Sure. Uh, you have family events that you get together and you, you know, you want to splurge for the family. Um, you also have all the food for Christmas, too, as well. Yes, the food. So mm. all of that stuff. And it all costs a lot of money. So um, let's go ahead and just maybe start with the decorations, which is kind of one of the first things you do for the year. Okay. <laughs> um, and we're going to give some examples of what we've done in the past. And that, uh, that very first Christmas that we had with our two little girls, we didn't have a regular Christmas tree. Um, I, I think that I can't really remember our Christmases very well before having kids which is weird because we spent so much money on them, but it just must not have been that memorable. Right. Um, and then all of a sudden you have, we have kids and that's like becomes really important to us. <laughs> um, and then we didn't have the money. Right. Um, and so I remember that very first Christmas, we couldn't, we didn't have decorations. We didn't have a Christmas tree. The real trees are super expensive. We've done them in the last few years because we enjoy them. But that particular Christmas, we didn't have a tree. And so what we ended up doing, I don't know if you remember this, this was a while ago. Uh, we went to the thrift store. Mm-hmm. And the thrift store, when you don't have any decorations, is a fantastic place. And we picked up a fake tree, and it was actually a really pretty tree for 10 bucks. I remember that tree because not only that, but we went a number of years later, and we caught a sale at Kmart. Mm-hmm. And uh, when we came to get 
rid of one of the trees. We actually got rid of that Kmart tree. Yeah. And we kept the one that we had thrift store just yeah. because it was so great. But it, it was, was such so, a good tree. But it, yeah. but it was so cheap at the same time. And we still have that tree. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, and so, but we, we actually have been paring down a lot of our decorations. And so that one's probably going to go in the next year or two because we've learned another trick. And that is every year after the Christmas clearances, we get the Christmas clearances at 90% off. And we buy the decorations then. So it means that the next year, it's like a first Christmas that year when we get to open our new decorations and put those new decorations up. That's right. And so ever since that first year when we had the bought the tree from the thrift store, that's what we've done every year since. We have a specific amount of money we're willing to spend on Christmas decorations. And we hit the Christmas clearances after it goes in our storage, comes out. And it means after, you know, 13 years of doing that, we have a lot of really fun decorations <laughs> and it makes it really fun. So, but you know, most people, when they think of decorations at the very least having a tree. Um, and so that's a really good option. Another option is if you can't even afford that, a lot of people have house plants, mm-hmm. put lights and decorate a house plant and it works just as well. Um, and so that's what to do about the tree. That's some ideas there. And you can also look on your local classifieds for used trees because, or used uh, fake trees. I mean, there's so many places you can get them. You may even have a source for a free real tree or a really cheap real tree. We don't really have any of that in our area. You could probably find a real tree on December 26th. Probably. Does that count? The, on the curb? That's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yes. So anyway, so that's what we did um, there at the beginning and what we have done for decorations thereafter. Um, and that's been a really, really awesome option. And we've had some really beautiful decorations. Like the tree skirt we have is absolutely gorgeous. And I got it for 90% off. And I don't, I think it was like around 70 bucks or 80 bucks for a tree skirt. And I paid Before, less than 10. I know, right? That yeah, I paid less than 10. And we've had that forever and it's beautiful. And so it's really fun. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about the presents mm, then. Yeah. So I know this is my topic, so I feel like I'm dominating the conversation. You are here. totally fine. I'm enjoying this right <laughs> along with everyone else. I, I can, like you're giving me a time limit here, so I'm trying to cram as much of my words in as I can. That's right. <laughs> so anyway, let's talk about the presents for a minute. So if you if you want to start, and then I'll I'll have a sip of my my tea here, and then we'll I'll I'll be quiet for a second. <laughs> no, you're totally fine. So this is really where um, it really depends on the family. It's going to depend upon. The age of the kids is going to depend upon, um, you know, expectations that have already been set. So there's a lot of different things. And in fact, that's something that's really important to do as well. Um, it's harder the closer you get to Christmas, but the further away you are, you can set expectations for your family sure. and discuss. This is what we're planning on doing this year. Sure. Um, you know, if you have maybe a family that, uh, you're running low on money, you may say, you know, we're going to try to be very creative, as creative as we, as we can. But it's not going to be the Christmas that we wish we could do, but we're going to do as much as we can with what we have. Yeah, and I think that communication is the key. I mean, if you have a kid that runs downstairs looking for a PlayStation, Nintendo, or whatever else, but you know you haven't communicated that beforehand, yeah. there's going to be a lot of disappointment. But if you already have set that stage beforehand, that really makes such a difference. And I think it does. one thing that I think we're always going to have come through on every one of our podcast episodes is the idea that communication is key. It is. And coming together as a family and having that just makes all the difference in the world. Yeah. But, you know, I think a lot of creativity, though, can really, you know, I remember one of our first Christmases, and we shared this quite a bit uh, with our little girls. Um, they wanted to have um, a play kitchen. 
And if you go out to the stores and you see what the cost of the kitchens are and what, or whatever else, you can see that you can be spending a whole lot of money, especially when you factor in the groceries and the food and everything else, the play food and everything else, well over a hundred bucks, yeah. if not more, right? Yeah. And so I just remember we were very creative and, you know, looking at, and we picked, we picked up a toy kitchen at a garage sale. Yeah. And I think we picked it up for about what, 20 bucks? No, it was 10 bucks. It was 10 bucks. Okay. Yes. And so we picked it up for $10 and it was a little bit dirty and everything else, but we were able to clean it up. Mm-hmm. And then we went to the, we went, it was the Toys R Us Black Friday. Was that, okay. Yeah. <laughs> they have these exclusive, uh, pots and pans, like play pots and pans and play food. And they're really big sets. They come in really big boxes. And on Black Friday, they're 10 bucks. And they, they did that for years. We've outgrown it, so I haven't paid attention the last few years, but they did that for years. So we were able to get the pots and pans and the food. So that yeah. two of those for $10 each, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So a $30 investment. Yeah. And I think that that was one of the most memorable Christmases that our daughters remember. Yeah, we even you asked know? them about it um, when we were, because we actually talk about that a little bit in our book, too, that experience. Yeah. So what was one of the best Christmases that you remember? And it was that Christmas that we gave them that used play kitchen and the... All the play food and dishes. And so that, and they played with it for a long time. And so that play kitchen we had and we bought for $10. Mm-hmm. We, what, five years later? About we five years later. We sold it uh, at a garage sale ourselves for $5. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So it was an amazing gift. And we actually learned that trick really early on that we could get some really amazing gifts secondhand. Um, and our kids did not know the difference. They really did not. And, you know, we, we talk about, you know, a toy kitchen. Someone says, well, that's really nice for a young child. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's eBay and there's other places where you can go out and our, you know, we have online classifieds here at our local TV station. And you can go out there and find uh, used electronics yes. and different things like that, too, as well. And so for a different age, different age groups, you can find these different items, you know, that you'll be paying pennies on the dollar. We've actually found that a lot of secondhand electronics have oftentimes been better than the cheap brand new ones because we've actually, we actually have an article on our site with our ultimate Black Friday guide that talks about how it's proven that the items made, the electronic items made that are cheap during the Christmas season are actually made with very poor quality and very little of them last to the next Christmas. Are you saying that's why the iPhone 10 has a problem in the cold? <laughs> I haven't paid Sorry, attention. Sorry, guys. I apologize. I haven't paid attention to the iPhone 10, <laughs> but I would hope not. <laughs> but um, but seriously, though, um, we found some really great, amazing used electronics. And we have teenagers now. When we have one, we'll have a second teenager here in a couple mm-hmm, of weeks. Mm-hmm. Those two girls we were talking about that were both born in the same year. Um, and we have found some really great like name brand clothing, name brand handbags, um, and wallets and purses and those kinds of things that those teenagers like at the thrift store. Um, and when you buy them name brand from the thrift store, you can still use coupons at the thrift store. Mm-hmm. We actually will take a donation in every time we go to the thrift store. And we have three thrift stores within a mile of each other, within a couple miles of our house. And every single one of them, you take one thing in or a whole box of stuff, they give you a coupon for 20% off your whole order. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And so we do that every time. And we found some really amazing stuff for teenagers in that sense. So they used electronics and, and they can get nicer electronics for the budget instead of just the cheap stuff that's made cheap for the holidays. Um, and so I think that's a really great point. So we, we really have done a lot of secondhand for our kids for Christmas. 
and they haven't known the difference. And it's been wonderful. It's been great. They have been so overjoyed and thankful, um, which is great. And then for, you know, we all, we have also bought new things when we find those deals and Black Friday is kind of going obsolete in the sense of the day itself, because it's, you know, moving up earlier in the week. But also we have found the last couple of years that sometimes the deals are just as good or better in December, not necessarily on Black Friday. And it's because everybody has already bought into the idea that Black Friday deals are the best. And so psychologically, we think we have to shop then because we're getting the better deals. But when we've been monitoring it the last couple of years, we've seen better deals later on in the into the season. Um, and so just because if you miss Black Friday deals, don't think all is lost. And so one of my um, favorite places to shop is Kohl's. So if we buy brand new things, it's from Kohl's. <laughs> Um, and that's just because I think I talked about this in the last podcast. <laughs> Cole should be paying me. <laughs> so <laughs> I talk about them all the time, but I can seriously get 90% off of brand new stuff in season stuff, even with all of the ways to stack the savings at Cole's. No, um, it's, it's truly amazing. And, and again, I know we're trying to keep this. We're talking about, you know, what can we do now? But there's also the long-term savings too. Yeah. That, you know, this is where, can we talk about that yet? I'm not sure. Sure. Okay. Well, you know, we're, we're going to be talking about tips about trying to save throughout the year and trying to prepare for next year, next Christmas. Yeah. Um, but something you can do as well is there are sales that go out throughout the whole year. Right. And the, when is it? Is it July that they have the, the toy so, closeout prices? So July, August is when it starts. Yeah. So we actually start our Christmas shopping in August and we usually end about October. And that's because the stores mark everything really, really cheap from August to September, or August to October. And it, so the longer it goes into the clearance uh, season, the bigger the discount. But they're clearing out everything to make way for the first part of November for all of the new stuff for Christmas to come in. And so that's the best time really to shop. Obviously, it's too late if you're listening to this after October and it's before Christmas. But if you know about this, you can plan for next year. You know, that first Christmas, you know, I've, we've been telling you tips that we did in our desperate situation when mm-hmm, we had mm-hmm. nothing. And we're going to talk about some ways to get some cash fast so that you even have a hundred extra bucks to do these things or whatever. But from that point forward, we planned. And so, yeah, so that was the first thing. And so we actually start saving. When? When do we start saving for Christmas? Uh, we start saving right after Christmas. Right after Christmas. <laughs> yes. Well, in January. In fact, in fact, that's maybe a good segue. Do we want to start segueing into that and sure, talking about sure. that? Because we, I think we have about, <coughs> excuse me, I'm so sorry. We have about 10 or 15 more minutes left, and I okay. want to make sure that we cover as much as we can, right? Sure. So, so we do start saving right after Christmas, and that's so perfect because you can get those after Christmas sales. You can start getting, uh, those, those mid season, uh, sales, the closeout, you know, sales that you're talking about as well. Mm-hmm. And because you already have that savings, now you're not going into debt, but you're actually using money that you've saved up throughout the year. Right. But we have a special thing that we call percentage-based finances. Yes. And we mentioned it in our book. And we, we, we always say that, <coughs> you know, there's different categories of your life that we encourage you to go in and put aside a certain percentage of your income. And this goes into a special savings account, whether yes. it be a savings account, an envelope, whatever. It, it really needs whatever. to be separate. It needs to be separate. And what we, what we say is what you, you know, each one of these categories has a specific percentage. And that really makes sense because, you know, every family has a different 
uh, income that they have. And different you know, needs I, and different, different times needs, of life. Different times of life. Yeah. And so, you know, if you have someone that's making 30000 versus someone that's making $90,000, that percentage-based finances is going to give you a different amount. It's based on the percent of what your income is. Yeah. And so our recommendation for Christmas is 1%. Yes. And so whatever your income is. Your gross save, income. Your gross income, saving 1% per paycheck into yes. that saving account. Right. And then as it goes grows, you know, throughout the year, now you have that savings account that you can work Available with. Available all year. You can spend, you can put towards presents. If you see decorations or whatever else, you have that set aside already. Right. And what I love about that is, you know, we say 1%, but what we do is we recommend the families sit down and do what? Communicate about it and say, here is what 1% is going to be saved throughout the year. This is what we plan and expect our budget to be for Christmas. Yes. Is this what we want? Some families may say, you know what? We really value and really want to make Christmas bigger and we want to have some, another part of our life maybe shrink that a little bit. Maybe we want 2%, maybe even up to 3%. Yeah. Whatever it is, now as a family, you have discussed it. You have set the expectations for the family. Here's how much we're going to be spending on Christmas. Mm -hmm. And it makes all the difference in the world. Well, and I want to make a couple of extra points um, regarding that as well. Um, and that is, one, we tell everybody, whether you're in debt or not, you have to save for Christmas. Correct. So Because a lot of people think, I will start saving things like that, saving cash for things like that when I'm out of debt. Christmas is an exception. You have to start saving for Christmas. It's going to come every single year, whether you're in debt or not. Well, it's like you said, if you cancel Christmas, no one's no going to be happy. No one's going to be happy. Right? <laughs> right. So that's the first thing is you need to start saving immediately after like the very first week of January, that very first paycheck, set aside 1% of your gross. So it's not going to be 1% of what your check amount is because you've had taxes and you know other things taken out. So whatever your gross pay would have been for that paycheck, take that out immediately and set it aside in a special account for Christmas. The other thing is, is if you want more than 1%, we encourage everybody, if you're in debt and you're working on your 2% rule to get out of debt, to make your 2% monthly increase and 2% monthly decrease, um, make that separate, like make the Christmas extras separate from that. Because you don't right. want to be making your monthly increase, your monthly decrease, just to add that extra into your Christmas fund. And so I just wanted to give a couple of caveats there. And so what's great is it also means... That immediately after Christmas, I have money in the bank account to do the after Christmas clearance shopping. That's for gifts, for decorations. I mean, those are really the main things is the gifts and decorations. And so like when it comes to gifts, there's been so many years they have like these, like I did this for all of our sister-in-laws one year, my sisters. We like, I think it was JC Penny. They had their after Christmas clearance. They had these beautiful Chanel scarf, hat, glove sets that were 30 bucks. Mm -hmm. They probably went on sale for 15, maybe even 10 sometime during the Christmas season. But after Christmas, they went 90% off. They do not know a season. They do not know a year. They store well. So I bought a whole bunch of them for $3. Um, and they were beautiful gifts to give out the next year. And they love the gifts so much too. They did. They? Yes. So mm -hmm. we've done things like that where you, when you, after Christmas, shopping those after Christmas clearances. And we have a gift bin in our basement that we keep these things in, not only for Christmas actually, but we shop for birthday presents this way, all kinds of things. And when we find a good deal, we're able to buy it because the money's there. And then we can store it in our gift bin for when we need it. And it works out well. So if you have that ability, um, well, let me just rephrase it. You need to make the ability because Christmas comes, whether you like it or not. 
to start saving and always have that money available. So yeah, we shop throughout the year with our biggest time frame for toys at least being between um, August and October. So this is all well and good, but I'm sure a lot of people are listening and saying, okay, this is great and I want to start doing this on January 1st or December 26th, but what can I do now? Yes. And so is there anything people can do now? Yeah, so we did talk about a little bit about the what you can buy for cheap and how to do that, but the question is, if you still have nothing, a $10 tree is a $10 tree. A $30 used kitchen and, and dishes is still a $30 used kitchen and dishes. So in that particular case, you know, which is the situation we had, because even though we got those things for cheap, we didn't have the money in the first place. And that was, where do you come up with money fast for Christmas, right? That's right. Yes. And that's what everybody wants to know. How can I make fast Christmas cash? We actually have an article on our site that talks about how to um, make $1,000 Christmas cash fast. And we're going to be sharing this in our podcast notes. The show notes. At thetriptycouple.com slash 004. Yes. And so it provides a lot of really fast um, money-making ideas. But I think some ideas that we should share here should even be seasonal mm -hmm. um, to the specific season. Um, but So let's go ahead and talk about some of those ideas. Things that we've done, things that some other friends and family have done. And just things that people have tried that have been very successful. So one of them is, um, I had a friend of mine who was a painter. And uh, she loved to paint. And it was just her hobby and her craft. So she was actually able to make a side hustle when their desperate time of need came up. She went to a business and asked if she could paint their windows for free. And the business let her paint their windows for free. And they were really pretty. She took pictures of it. And then she went and marketed herself and said, I will paint your business's windows for the holidays. Um, you know, for 30, 40, 50, whatever amount it was, you know, how big the window was. And she, that very first year paid for their Christmas last minute with her painting job. And many of those painting jobs that she got into that becoming year round because the, the people, customers were drawn to these fun windows and to this business. And, and they so knew she, got, she, she did such a beautiful job. They wanted did. to do it again. Yeah. And so she actually ended up securing year round work for that, but her busiest time is definitely Christmas. And so last time I, I talked with her, she's, she has been doing it for several years. Well, there's another idea that our girls are getting ready, ready to do themselves. And it's, uh, you know, this time of year, everyone is so busy. They want to, you know, moms want to go Christmas shopping and they, Run errands. you know, moms and, you know, and couples, but what do you do with your kids? Well, you don't want to take the kids because if you take the kids, they're going to see all the gifts that you buy and everything else. And it's also hard. <laughs> and it's very hard. Yes. It yeah. can be very, a big challenge. So what our girls are going to be doing is setting up a mom's day out where it's kind of, you know, come as you will. And they're going to a charge drop -off, a yeah. drop off service. They're going to charge so much per hour per kid. Yeah. And it's going to allow moms to be able to have that opportunity to go get their shopping done and, and go out and take care of things. And all of this while the girls are being able to make some extra money for Christmas. Right, right. Yeah, they're actually charging $3 per kid per hour. And they're going to be open all day, but the mom can drop off. They're charging in 15-minute increments, 75 cents for every 15 minutes. And it's a, it's a way for moms to say, I just need to go out for two hours, quickly drop the kids off, go do those two hours of errands, come back and pick them up. And But this works really, really well for any stay-at-home moms. Um, and it's a need that's out there because we don't want to, we don't want to go to like a daycare just for a day. I mean, that's a really, really big hassle. And there's not many that will just take them for a day. Right. You just want to have that ability. So if you set the day and say, I'm opening my home on Tuesday, you know, December, whatever, 
So from this time to this time so that you can go run all your errands, drop off service, $3 an hour per kid is what we've decided for ours. Um, it's a really fast way to make money in a day. And what's really great too, this you can advertise this, whether it be on social media, maybe you have a neighborhood group set up, uh, maybe people at your church, you know, friends, family, whatever else, you can just let many people know very quickly. Yeah. And it, you know, it has a great business business model to uh, it. That's one thing I do love about the age that we're in is because it's much easier to advertise yourself in these capacities than it was when we were doing these things. So another thing, we actually did this and it's kind of maybe sound a little antiquated and odd. You heard us on our very first podcast talk about how we delivered newspapers to make an extra $400 a month. Um, and we did do that and it was a huge blessing but also the idea of selling newspapers. Mm. Now, I have to be honest and say selling newspapers in this day and age, any other time of the year, is not very easy. However, the commissions are fantastic. Many newspapers will almost give you 100% commission. So if you sell a you know a, a six-month subscription to a newspaper for 20 bucks, you're generally making 20 bucks. So they will pay you almost 100%. This has been our experience with several newspapers. Um, but if you sell newspapers this time of year, it's much easier. Because people want the ads and people want the coupons this time of year. Um, and so it's very easy to contact your local newspaper. They're always looking for salesmen. They'll never turn them down. <laughs> and you can make some cash fast that way. You know, there's another way, too, that's a very, it's a guaranteed source of money. Uh, we have a lot of friends and some family that do this as well. It's uh, donating plasma. Donating plasma, and, yes. you know, that can be a great way where, uh, you know, once or twice a week, uh, you can go in, donate plasma, and I think we've said we have an article on our site about this, and you can make between four and five hundred dollars a month for yeah. two of you. So yeah. about, about two hundred fifty a person. Two hundred fifty a person, and all of a sudden, you know, if you bring in five five hundred dollars, that can pay a lot of Christmas. Yes, yes, especially when you first start out giving plasma, they usually you know pay you very well. They bonuses. have like a sign on bonus yep. or mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. But we've done that before ourselves. But we will have done it for just a really short time to meet a really quick goal. And so if you need Christmas money now, donate plasma. You know, yeah, it's not the most pleasant thing and it might be a little desperate, but it's just, it's a it's a fantastic way to get guaranteed pay immediately. Well, two summers ago, we wanted to go to an amusement park, a local amusement park. And so I went and did that exact thing. Yeah. And we were able to pay for the amusement park tickets for our whole family. Yeah. Just because I was donating plasma for that month. Yeah. Yeah. It so it's really, really well. it's really a fantastic way to make cash fast. All right. And then um, some other things that, that we have done and that other people have done too is, you know, the classic things like shoveling snow um, for neighbors and for advertising that on social media. This is a great job for your kids to do. Even a couple of years ago. On well, not in the South. Say yeah. if you are in, We're in the Rocky Mountains. If you're so. in North Carolina, <laughs> I don't think you're going to shovel a lot of snow. Yeah, yeah. That's true. So that's, that's definitely regional. But if you are in the <laughs> North, that's right. Yes. Actually, and I don't know if you remember this, but I think it was like two or three years ago on December 23rd, we actually had a group of three boys come to our door mm -hmm. asking if they could shovel our snow for $10 because they were trying to earn some last minute Christmas money to be able to buy Christmas presents for their family. And of course we weren't going to turn them down. <laughs> so that's a really great job for kids, but it's a great job for anybody. It's just like the same idea behind mowing lawns. It's just, right. you're doing the snow instead of the grass. Well, what was great too is they did a great job. It did. It was very special too. It, really it was, was, it was. The other thing, like, especially if you get desperate is selling things like around your house. And we kind of talked about this in the first or well, second podcast. Well, we just talked earlier about how great it was to be able to 
buy used electronics. Yes. Well, a lot of us have a lot of used cell phones and other electronics laying around. Mm -hmm. And just like you were talking about the last episode, being able to sell those for some extra cash. Yeah, you can pull together some fast cash. And same thing like with selling gift cards that you're not going to use or using those gift cards to buy presents. Um, I mean, people would be surprised. I can't remember the exact statistics, but I read it like six months ago, so I can't remember it. But the num- the amount of money that people have in gift cards lying around their houses, I mean, it's somewhere like around three or $400 lying around their houses in gift cards that they've accumulated. And there's buyback sites that will buy those back for like 90%. So if you have $100 of gift cards to someplace that you're not going to use, buy it back, get $90 cash, use it wisely. You know, we'll talk about that in a minute, but use it, use it to buy Christmas or use that gift card. I mean, if you have a gift card to Walmart or something, you can do a lot with the Walmart gift card. Um, that, that, that's actually a really good point is if you look and see the, you know, gift cards you already yeah. have laying around, then all of a sudden you have an extra $10 or $25 or whatever it might be. So, right. Exactly. It works really well. Well, there's another one too that, I know this is longer term and, you know, especially you want to have a full year to be able to save it, save this up. And we just barely shared it on our site. We'll put a link in our resources on the podcast as well. Um, but it's swag bucks. Yeah. And so we actually shared how you were able to get surprise me this year and last with a $500 Amazon gift card. Yes. It's worked beautifully. And now I still for remember, I still remember what you did, what you did last November. You woke me up one morning and you said, dear, log on to Amazon. I'm like, <laughs> why are you waking me up this early? And you're like so excited. I could see, okay, there's something going on here. Right. And you said, go look at the gift card balance. Yeah. And I went in, logged in, and I couldn't believe my eyes that there were five, there was $500. $500. Yes. Now, we, I was so excited then. I was so excited when you did it again this year. I kind of <laughs> had an idea that you were doing, doing it again. Yeah. Uh, but that's a really great way. Uh, you go on the swag box. Actually, we have it on the link. If you go yeah. through our link, you can get a, an additional five dollars yeah, just for signing up. We have a five dollar bonus for you that's for right. signing up through that link. But you can buy Amazon gift cards and other gift mm-hmm. cards as well to other stores. We love the Amazon gift cards because yeah. those are the best. Um, but it gives you the chance to go and do all do all your searches. You can even do surveys. You can go buy products through their site, whatever else, and you earn all these things called swag bucks. And then you cash them in for gift cards. For actual gift cards. It's not like a survey site or anything like that. I mean, it's really legit. <laughs> and you may say, okay, they're, they're a blogger, so they have a different way, a special way of getting these. We just had a gal that left a comment on our site. Uh, she started in April. She ended in November. And she made $100 in gift cards. Yes. And she just left a comment on the on the post that we're going to be directing And her goal to. next year is 300 Her goal She's getting smarter. We've been using swag bucks for about six, seven years. And so we figured out strategies to earn more swag bucks. Mm-hmm. And so that's why we've been able to build it up to that, to about $50 a month. And, uh, so she's excited about her progress that she's made so far. So that's really cool. So, so all right. Yeah. I, I think say, we're getting close on time here. Yeah. So, we are getting close. So I want to do two things. I want to maybe talk about a couple more ideas for making money and okay. then how to advertise that you're having these options. But then I want to go through the steps for shopping online and shopping in store. Because okay, now that, that you've... Maybe that should be our 2% tip. Okay. Because okay. you've collected now this extra $100, $200, $300, $400 mm-hmm. through mm-hmm. these tasks to pay for Christmas. So now how do you spend it wisely? Correct. Because that's one thing we said is if you save 1% and you make $35,000 a year, you think, wow, $350 is not that much for Christmas. But you're thinking in terms of... Retail. Retail. Mm-hmm. So if you can get everything at least 50% off, then you've or just... Or more. Or more. 
but at least 50%, you've just doubled the value that you have to spend. So instead, I know this sounds really weird. I know it's very obvious, but what you just said, if you took $350 and you paid the retail amount, then you get $350 of stuff. Yeah. If you took $350 and you got 50% off on everything, you just bought $700 right. worth of stuff. Right. So really, when you make and you're able to save that much percent off, you really make that much money at exactly. the same time. Exactly. Because it's um, when it comes to Christmas and trying to save for Christmas, there's multi-parts to it. It's not only how do I get the money for it, but it's how do I spend that money wisely and make it stretch as far as possible, right? And you are good at that. <laughs> we were hoping to talk about food for the holidays, too. Yes. We have an article on our site, but I really think that food just needs its own podcast, probably many podcasts, maybe holiday food at some point. Or, mm-hmm. So I don't think we're going to get to it today, unfortunately, because we're out of time. Um, there's always so much to talk about, isn't there? Yes, always. <laughs> but yeah, a couple more ideas that we've jotted down that others have done that they shared with us. If you're a really good photographer offering mm. to take special Christmas family photos during this time of year, charge a hundred bucks, give them a CD of photos. Um, people love that. It's cheap for them and it makes you a quick hundred bucks. Um, fact, a we, pop. Did, we just did that ourselves. We did. We found a gal that was on KSL that was trying to save for her family. Yeah. And she took some beautiful, beautiful pictures. She did. She was actually in our local classifieds Facebook page. Yep. That's where I found her. That's exactly right. Um, and so that's a really good idea. I have another friend who makes gift baskets for, for attorneys, clients, for doctors, clients, for realtors, clients, insurance agent clients. They're really, they're really big clients. They want to make gift baskets. And so she's a big time couponer. She gets some really amazing food and personal care deals and puts together these beautiful gift baskets. She buys gift baskets at thrift shops or baskets rather at thrift shops, puts these together. She has a huge upmark on them, and she does very well. Another uh, person that we know will write handwritten Christmas cards for those mm-hmm. same groups for insurance agents, realtors, lawyers, and doctors for their clients, um, and make you know charge like fifty cents a card to fill it out plus well, their expenses. And then someone else we know as well. Uh, they know how much people hate to wrap presents. Yes. So they will charge them so much per present mm-hmm. to wrap their presents for them, yes. and then be able to take a big basket or whatever else and be able to give it right back to them. Right. And that person didn't even have to even blink an eye. Right. And so that's just a handful of ideas. We're trying to get through this quick now. But so you may be wondering, okay, those are great ideas, but how do I get people to actually buy my service of wrapping presents or making gift baskets? And so if you know people specifically, you know, ask around. But in our day and age with all the technology and social media that's social available, media. I'm, I'm a part in our community. I think I'm a part of like, five or six classifieds just for our area. And people are advertising these things all the time. That's how we found the photographer. But also services. Not just items, but services. Mm -hmm. So you can advertise in those local classifieds on Facebook groups. You can also advertise to, you know, your neighborhood groups. We have neighborhood groups on Facebook. We also, um, you know, when people, if they go to church, they would have a church group that they could market to. Moms groups, your mops groups, any of those groups that you have um, a circle of friends or a circle of people that, you know, it's easy to market to Well, them. I've even found people you work with as well. They know that if they're supporting your kids, your family, these kinds of things, you know, people are very willing. Yeah. You know, they may not have someone wrap their gifts for so much per, per present. Sure. But if all of a sudden they know, you know, this is going to go help, you know, these kids to have some Christmas money or whatever else, all of a sudden people are more willing to do that. Yeah. Okay, cool. So I think we better get on to our 2% rule. Okay, so I think this one, we're going to talk about the steps for shopping online and the steps for shopping Well, maybe we should explain the 2% rule. Yes. The 2% rule is a time that we come and we share either a tip on how to decrease your budget by 2% 
or how to increase your income by 2% to be able to help you continue to meet your financial goals. So this one is going to be specifically for Christmas. So go ahead, Cass. Well, and we usually try to say, Today, we're going to give a 2% tip on increasing your income or, or a tip on decreasing. I'm actually going to give both today for Christmas because I'm going to share with you the steps I have followed for years to get rock bottom prices on anything. So now I've done all these side hustles and I have, you know, 400 extra dollars now to use on Christmas. How am I going to use that for six kids and extended family and all that kind of stuff, right? Um, but if you also listen closely, um, I'm going to share you, share with you how you can make 30 bucks also following these steps. And we have the, we'll have the links in the show notes at the thrifty slash zero zero four. So yeah, so you don't have to remember it. So just go, just remember the URL and yep. you can go there and then it'll have the link so that you can make 30 bucks doing this. So I'm going to give you both <laughs> a tip to increase as well as decrease. Okay. So when I go shopping online or in store, the very first thing I do is a buy a discounted gift card. Um, and you can buy discounted gift cards easily for at least 5% off, but most of the time you can get them for 10 to 15% off. Every once in a while, you can even get up to 35% off. But on average, I'm averaging about 10% off per gift card. So if I know that I have a certain amount of items I'm going to buy at my favorite store, Kohl's, <laughs> and I'm going to be spending 50 bucks, I can go buy a $50 gift card to Kohl's for $45. So I automatically make an extra $5 or give myself another $5 discount from that. Gift cards are like cash. So when you're actually using them, you can combine them with coupons and other discounts because they won't, it's not one of those things that says can't be combined with another offer because it's cash. Um, the link to be able to buy gift discount gift cards will be in the show notes. Mm-hmm. And here's where your first $5 of 30 comes in. Um, the first time you use this service through the, the special link that's provided, you get a free $5 towards any gift card. So it's a $5 bonus for you. But that's the first step I do. The second step when shopping online specifically is I use a cashback site. Um, cashback sites will give you, you know, anywhere from 1% to 12% on average. So on average, I'm getting about 5 to 6% cashback. So if I'm shopping at Kohl's.com I, and I plan to spend 50 bucks, I now have my $45 gift card, but I'm also going to get another 5% cash back by shopping online. Only works if you're shopping online. Um, and we actually have a link to the cashback site we use that gives really high payouts. Um, it's not Ebates. That's a good one too. It's actually top cash back is what we really prefer. And there we have a link in our post. The first time you use them... They will give you an extra $10 cash back through that link that we have provided. So yeah. now we're up to $15, and right? And because, because you're going through that cash back site, again, you can still use as many coupon codes and everything else as you want. So right, keep going. right, keep going. exactly. It doesn't affect your actual discounts. So so now I'm paying $42.50 about for $50 worth of stuff. Okay, so now I'm going to go shopping at Colts.com and I'm going to find those sales that are at least 50% off. But at Kohl's especially and JCPenney, I mean, many of the department stores have have this. They have clearances and things that are 60, 70, 80% off, okay? So let's say, just to keep it simple, I am I'm have $100 worth of stuff in my cart that's 50% off, making it 50, but I'm going to pay how much? I'm having a hard time keeping up with you on this <laughs> 42. one. <laughs> 42.50. 42.50. Yes, after my 5% cash back and my... $45 gift card, my $50 gift card I paid $45 for, right? Mm-hmm. And so now 
The next thing I do is I combine my percent off coupons, either at like Kohl's, JCPenney, or money, or money off coupons. And a lot of those stores will let you use both. Mm-hmm. And almost every time I've shopped at Kohl's, I've had both. But at the very, very least, I've always had a percent off. And so now I can take another 15 to 20% off my purchase at Kohl's. You know, and so we're down to what, like 34, 50 or whatever, if it's 20% off. <laughs> okay. Um, and then also some of the places, most stores today also have rewards programs. And so I, I also automatically get those rewards. One place is Kohl's where I get 5% um, in rewards back. And so that's another 5% savings. Okay. But this last one, I have one more. And this last one is um, I use a shopping app that I that scans my receipt at the very end um, of my shopping trip. And it gives me, it's basically like post coupons. And if you know anything about coupons, people always refer to coupons as cash. So this is like post coupon cash, if you will. And so I use a shopping app called Ibotta. And there's a few others I use, but Ibotta is really the best one for actual retail shopping. Whether you're shopping, you know, in-store primarily, some of them will let you do online as well. Um, and so then I can usually get like, they'll give me like $5 back on like a $50 purchase or five or $10 back on a $50 purchase. I did that at JCPenney last year, actually. It was $10 back on a $25 purchase then. So then those are the steps I follow. And if you go to that link, we're going to have uh, special codes in there that will give you extra cash back. So like I bought it, if you get $5 back from Kohl's for spending a certain amount, then you'll also get an additional $5 by using that sign-up link that we provide in that post. So if you go to that post, I'm running out of time, <laughs> you're going to have a total of $30 worth of freebies that you can claim by following these steps. But these steps will take you all the way down like to a $28 purchase for $100 worth of stuff or whatever. So that's an example of I, shopping online and in store. And I'm sure it was really I confusing. I am impressed. So, so we'll I'm try to lay it out. I'm going to encourage you guys to go out, even slow it down a little bit if you need to, <laughs> just like me. I know. But there are so many awesome steps. That was yes. just gold. Yes. And again, uh, you can go to our link, thethriftycouple.com slash 004. And we're going to be sharing each one of those broken down. Uh, the links that you can go to get the $5 off on sign up and these kinds of things. Yes. And uh, it's going to be, yeah, we'll have all that there for you as well. Yes. So. Yeah. I know that was confusing. I've been doing this for years. So I like know it like the back of my hand, but trying to explain it probably is very confusing. The queen of savings. <laughs> I will call you that. So yes. anyway, Cass, that was awesome. So I, I would say, is there anything else you want to share? But <laughs> You probably shouldn't. I, I won't. So anyway, guys, we really have had an awesome time. We really enjoyed being able to share with you. Um, talk about saving for Christmas, how to how to save on Christmas, and both short term and long term. Um, you know, we really have had so much fun. We we just want to say, if you have been blessed, if you have been grateful for any of the content that you've heard here, we'd encourage you encourage you to go out to iTunes and to leave a review and just say, you know, we really appreciate uh, this podcast and we appreciate the information we're getting here. So yeah. we thank you guys very much. Our goal is to try to get our message of hope and encouragement out to more people to say that there really is a light at the end of the tunnel, that you really can meet your financial goals, that you can really get out of the hole that you think that you're in. We know because we've done it ourselves. Yes, exactly. All right, guys. Well, thank you so very much. And we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye. Bye.